sports, politics, life, Buck Roofing presents Kevin Keatsman Has Issues. So many of you have reached out this week and said you're going to turn it all off. You're going to tune it all out, that the holidays are here and you're going to take a really nice, long, extended weekend with your family and friends and not pay attention to all the things going on in the world. And I think that is a reasonable approach for all of us. I think we have earned that this year, those of us that care, those of us that have gone out of our way to try to make the world a better place, make America a better place, make your community a better place, or just make your home a better place. There's a time to power it down, shut it down, rest it out, and enjoy the holidays with your family, your friends, the people that you love so much. And Jessica and I, on behalf of our family, wish you and your family the very best this holiday season and Christmas weekend. It's going to be a great one. So we're going to intentionally, intentionally, because of listener feedback, intentionally stay away from anything negative here today on our final podcast before Christmas. We're going to send you off into the holiday weekend on a positive note. We'll spend a little time here talking sports, some fun things, some interesting things, and uh, Lee Sterling will be along hopefully with some tips that will help you out if you decide to play a few games this weekend. He crushed it for the patrons on Thursday night with his selection of South Florida. He came on and said, wrong team favorite on the patron podcast. South Florida, I didn't watch the end of the game. Last I saw, I think it was 48 to nothing over Syracuse. I didn't know I don't follow this stuff. That's why Lee Sterling does this for a living. He came on and said, Syracuse doesn't have a quarterback. They're going to be starting like a tight end out of the Wildcat formation, and that will be their offense. They're going to try to line up and run it. Well, they never had a chance, and Syracuse was favored by three points. Again, it was 45 or 48 nothing when I turned it off last night. Uh, amazing. So Lee's going to have some more tasty picks like that. During bowl season, when he does this, he sees things that you and I just aren't seeing. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I pay attention to a lot of things. Syracuse not having a quarterback in the Boca Raton Bowl against South Florida is not something on my radar. So I lean on Lee Sterling for that. So I got a $50 windfall last night that I'll be shopping later on Friday for Miss Jessica. I'm going holiday shopping for her today. Maybe a little bit more tomorrow. We're meeting some friends tomorrow at a pop-up holiday place. Uh, Christmas bar. I don't, well, I wouldn't describe it as a bar. It's a location, you know, I'm not going to say where we're going, not because I don't want to see you there, but it's a, it's a big place that really would, I think they'd do wonderful if they were a sponsor on here, but our friends, uh, the Caldwells, Tina's just loves holidays and dressing up and whatever. So I had to go out and buy a shirt for this specific event. I have a, I went all out. Let me tell you, I went to Walmart and I think for $9.99 or $10.99, I have a Grinch t-shirt that I'll be wearing for the Christmas pop-up tomorrow from 3 to 5. Then I'll be donning like a hoodie over it after 5 o'clock for the rest of the day. We're going to probably go somewhere and watch the NFL. Rob and I just love watching football together. And it's great because when Jessica and Tina are together, they just talk each other's ears off and laugh and laugh and laugh like nothing you've ever seen. And so Rob and I can just sit and talk about football. You know, because we're guys. We will just sit there and... Try to avoid the soft, touchy-feely stuff. You know, maybe scratch ourselves every now and then and act like real men and watch some football. That's what we'll do. That'll be our festive, manly Saturday night on the holiday weekend. But any way you decide to enjoy it, we hope you enjoy it with those that you love and surround yourself with uh, uh, peace and hopefully good health and good fortune this upcoming year in 2024. I spent a good deal of time yesterday with my mom. She's excited for hosting Christmas Eve on Sunday. This is the Keatsman tradition. My mom loves Christmas Eve more than Christmas Day. 
We always celebrated Christmas Eve at home and then drove to Paxico on Sundays to see my grandpa and spent Christmas Day there. And there were really never any presents or anything on Christmas Day. It was just a nice meal and family and things like that. We did it all on Christmas Eve. And it was I was reminded to share this with you when I heard Patrick Mahomes' comments on Thursday that he's disappointed that they're playing on Christmas Day and he doesn't get to have Christmas morning with his kids. Well, they won't probably play another Christmas Day maybe ever again in his career. So it's a one-time deal. And, you know, this is a pretty easily avoided deal. Have your Christmas on Christmas Eve at home with your family. That's a very simple thing. Andy Reid's going to let him out of there the night before the game in plenty of time. I can't imagine they'd be at Arrowhead any later than 3 or 4 o'clock. It is a home game. It's not a travel day. So it should work out just fine. And there's all kinds of ways to celebrate Christmas or the holidays. We all flex our schedules to do that. I certainly did that throughout my career, and I'm guessing most of you from time to time have had to do that. The one unbending Christmas tradition or tradition of any kind in our family is simply my mom loves Christmas Eve, and that is that. It puts me in a little bit of a conundrum, and mom, if you're listening, I I go through this every year with her. She doesn't really have anything to do on Christmas Day. Jessica and I go to her parents' house, and my mom doesn't really want to travel. It's about a 40-minute drive, and Go spend, there's chaos, you know, little kids and everything over to to that family on Christmas Day. She likes staying home, so I guess we'll go by and see her maybe for an hour on our way back or something like that, but I feel terrible that, but you know what, my mom, Christmas Day for my mom is about going to church. She just loves going to Mass on Christmas Day, and that is her church, and that is her day, and that is her Christmas, and I'm sure she will exchange the hundreds of cookies and fudge and peanut clusters that she has baked this year with her friends on Christmas Day where she lives in the complex where she lives, and I I just, we had a great time. We were at the casino on Thursday. Now, what says Christmas like taking Granny to the casino? I had a ticket to cash in on a Chiefs bet that I had per, that I had made the previous time I'd gone to the casino, and Mom played blackjack for a while. I lost eight of my first nine hands and quit. I said, I can't do this. I, I like betting on games because I got a chance to win, and I cashed my Chiefs ticket yesterday. I went 3-0 and last night. I'm like, that's fun for me. And it doesn't really feel like gambling. I know football games, anything can happen, whatever, but it doesn't really feel like gambling. When you sit down at a blackjack table and the dealer, I had, of the first nine hands, I had 23 times, three times I had 20 and I lost all three of them. Dealer had two blackjacks and drew out a 21 and beat me on all three of my 20s. Well, six other times I had kind of crappy hands. I busted once or twice. I'm like, this is dumb. I went for a walk, came back a little bit later and I, I got about two or three hands up I said, that's it, Mom. I'm walking out of here a $40 loser. That's fine. And I stood, and I watched her play, and she likes to play for as long as she can, and she won a few bucks yesterday, a little Christmas cash. So good for my mom. We had a wonderful day. And whatever way you celebrate, we are a non-judgment, we're a judgment-free zone here at KKHI. We just hope that you have a wonderful holiday weekend. Let's start with a little football and talk about the Kansas City Chiefs. Some interesting uh, news conferences yesterday by Chiefs player. The first that caught my eye and isn't catching a lot of attention here is Harrison Butker who missed his field goal last week, and we then learned that the officials didn't properly check the balls. Not not properly inflate them. They took them out of the box. They were underinflated. They didn't check the K-balls. And we saw that thing flutter on Butker, and Harrison Butker is the best conservative, the best Christian, the best man on this football team. Like, he's the man I want to be. And I am not Harrison Butker. He is the man I want to be. I mean, he is a sensational man. And he stood right up the microphone. They said, man, you missed one. He had a chance to go an entire season perfect. Think about that. 
And the NFL tossed him out there in New England with balls that were underinflated by two and a half pounds that just fluttered up in the air and did weird things. Clearly, that happened. He said, oh, no, it was all technique. It was all on me. Mm-mm. No, I practiced with underinflated balls, overinflated balls, regular, perfectly inflated. He said, I practiced with all of them. That is on me. But I still don't know how he'd know what he was kicking. Uh, you know, they snap it, they hold it. How does he know he's kicking one that's underinflated? I've never seen the kicker grab the K-ball. I've seen the, I've seen him do it before kickoffs. But I've never seen the kicker have the ball in his hands before kicking a field goal. I've not seen that. So I don't know how he knew what he was kicking. So practicing with one that's underinflated is great, but you don't know you have an underinflated ball until you kick it the first time. And that didn't go well for Harrison Butker, but he is the man we all want to be. He said, no, 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 don't, don't, don't come to me about the league or the officials. That was on me. It was all technique. It was my fault. I call BS on that one. I don't think he misses if it's underinflated. Chris Jones took to the microphone and it was just gold. It was audio gold because they were asking him about Patrick Mahomes buying all these golf carts for the offensive linemen. And if he considered buying, you know, a gift or something for the guys on defense. And he said, look, man, I'm poor. I don't make Patrick Mahomes money. They want to pay me $50 million a year. I'll buy a golf cart for everybody on the team. And it was funny. And of course he's joking because he makes $25 million a year or something like that. 20, 22, $24 million a year. Chris Jones is a very wealthy man and could easily afford buying golf carts for everyone on the team. So I thought that was kind of funny. And he knew this. I mean, he was, he, Chris Jones is pretty well aware of what it was that he was talking about out there. But he said, hey, I may reconsider if I get two and a half more sacks. I get a sack on Monday. I may reconsider. Chris Jones has gone four games without a sack. He needs two and a half more to reach his $1.25 million bonus. He's sitting on seven and a half. He needs two and a half more. I'm going to bet he gets it because I think the Chiefs are going to play teams in desperation the last three weeks. And that's where you get them. You know, the sack bonuses are a little misleading. I'm not real big on the sack bonus because so many of them come in garbage time. When you're on a good team like the Chiefs, they come in garbage time. I think there's going to be times the Chiefs are up 17 points over the next three weeks, and Chris Jones will get a sack that's good. It's a nice sack. It's good to see the sack, but it doesn't really impact the game where a sack bonus is designed to do. Chris Jones will have played enough playing time this year if he doesn't get hurt this week to earn a $2 million playing bonus. So nobody's feeling bad for Chris Jones. Uh, He could probably easily go out there and buy golf carts for everyone on the team. I'm going to go ahead and make a prediction about Monday's game against the Raiders. I think the Chiefs win. I think they cover, even though it's a division game and the Raiders are playing better and they scored 63 points last week. I like the Chiefs in this game. I think the Chiefs are going to score a lot of points. I think Monday's game is going to be the end of the wide receiver crisis in Kansas City. I think that's going to be it. Max Crosby's a beast, man. He can rush the quarterback like nobody else. But he is really dinged up and hurt. And he's not dinged up. He's hurt. He shouldn't be playing. Like, Max Crosby hasn't practiced in weeks. His knees are shot. He's, he's bleeding during the game. I mean, he's this dude is a stud. But he's going to play. He's got a streak going. He's like, he's got a streak. And so he's going to play. And he's Cal Ripken. He's just going to keep going out there, whether it's good for the team or not. I just don't think Max Crosby is Max Crosby this week. And I think that's a big deal. And I think that two things combining here. Justin Ross coming back can't hurt. I think he's going to get three catches in the game. Uh, You know, three catches could be 17 yards. Three catches could be 47 yards. Could be a nice day. I don't know. But Rasheed Rice, 
and nobody wants to talk about this, Rasheed Rice over the last month in the NFL is top five in every receiving category. He is now a top five. He is currently a top five receiver in the NFL. That's how the Chiefs are using him. He is a top five receiver. He is the guy that if he keeps doing this the next three games, takes a lot of attention away from Travis Kelsey in the playoffs. If you want to double up and take Kelsey out of the game, Rasheed Rice is more than capable now of being a lead receiver. He has done this over an extended period of time. Many of you have emailed and said he's just a guy. He's he's just their best guy. He's not great. He's not a wide receiver one. You may be right. Yeah, maybe he's not Jamar Chase or T. Higgins or you know a host of other great players out there. But what I know is, actually on the field over the last four games, he is top five in the league in every receiving category. That's catches, that's yards, that's touchdown, that's percentage, that's targets, that's all these things. He is a top five receiver right now today. I think that continues on Monday. The other thing nobody knows or wants to recognize, because the whole country's melting down about the Chiefs receivers, Chiefs can't beat anybody, their receivers suck. They can't beat anybody, can't beat anybody, can't beat anybody. Mahomes is offsetting a personal record for completion percentage because he's not throwing downfield as much. But did you know this little nugget? Does anybody in Kansas City know this nugget? Patrick Mahomes has the most yards of any quarterback in the NFL. That's combined. That's combined. That's passing and running and catching. They all count. Patrick Mahomes is number one in the NFL with three games to go. He's not even in the discussion for MVP. But I'll bet he is in three weeks. I think he's got a chance to throw for 1,000 yards in the last three games. Every game will be meaningful. There'll be no sitting him against the Chargers the last game of the year. There's no sitting Mahomes this year. They won't have anything locked up. There's none of that. I'll bet he throws for 1,000 yards in these last three games or really close to it. I think he's going to have a game where he's close to 400. And I I just, I think there's a, I think there's a real shot that we look at this team completely differently in three weeks. Now, maybe it's just the Christmas kid in me. Maybe I'm just looking forward to the holiday weekend. It could be a lot of things, but we cannot deny the fact that Rasheed Rice over the last month has been a top five receiver in this league. And Mahomes has more yards than any other quarterback. I think it's worthy of sharing here. It's the holidays, and we want to be positive. If you're going to be watching football this weekend, like I'll be watching football this weekend, here you go. Here's your schedule that matters. We're going to cut through the stuff that doesn't matter and go right to what does matter. Saturday at 3.30, the Steelers play the Bengals. This game is at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is capable of beating the Bengals. It's a rivalry game, all these other things. They're capable. The Steelers aren't great, but they're alive. The Steelers are alive. The Bengals are alive. I don't want the Bengals in the playoffs. Go Steelers. I don't, I don't care if it is a backup. I don't want to play the Bengals. I just, I don't. Go Steelers, 3.30 Saturday. Saturday night, well, if Santa is really in a holly jolly mood and wants to slide down the chimney and deliver you some sort of package that you'd really like to have, somehow the Los Angeles Chargers will rally up at home against the Buffalo Bills. Now, here's what we know about the Bills. The Bills get up for big games and play really, really well. They lose some clunkers, and they do it by turning the ball over. Now, I think the Chargers stink out loud right now. I think they're awful. I think Easton Stick is probably not an NFL quarterback. He has been a turnover machine, all those things. And I expect the Bills to just roll in this game. And I will probably be betting on the Bills to roll in this game. But there's always a factor with the Bills. When they don't pay attention to detail, 
They are a sloppy football team that can turn it over and throw a pick six at any moment. Phillip Rivers was like that. We've seen quarterbacks that do that. Josh Allen is a better quarterback in my mind than Phillip Rivers ever was, but he's still turnover prone. And if he turns it over in this game Saturday night, who knows, maybe we have a game to watch. On Sunday, the 9-5 and five Browns play the 8-6 and six Texans. The Texans are without their stud rookie quarterback, C.J. Stroud, again. This is a huge game for these two teams. I think that, well, the winner's in. I, there's no question about it. The winner's in the playoffs. The Browns and the Texans have maybe the most important game in the NFL this weekend because the winner is going to make the postseason. Now, how does this affect the Chiefs? Well, ultimately, it could decide who the Chiefs play. I mean, this could be the first-round opponent. If the Chiefs are the two or whatever, any of these things could happen. Look, it could be a division winner. There's all kinds of things can happen. These are teams that you don't lament playing, so I'm not rooting for somebody to get knocked out. This is just a really interesting game Sunday at noon. 3.15 on Sunday, the Cowboys play at the Dolphins. Well, we know what that means. That means we need the Cowboys to finally play a good road game. Go beat the Dolphins, kick them down the list. Chiefs hold the tiebreaker with the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins are going to lose some games down the stretch here anyway, and I think the Bills have a very real chance of winning the division and not the Dolphins. And maybe that starts with a Cowboys win at Miami. Remember, Miami lost at home to Tennessee. So even though the Cowboys are not a very good road team, well, though they're a terrible road team, even though they're a terrible road team, they are more than capable of winning at Miami. So we're looking forward to that game. And then on Monday, after the Chiefs game, Monday night, Christmas night, the Ravens at 49ers, and this is a must-win for the 49ers for the Chiefs. For the Chiefs to uh, get the bye, play at home the whole way, the whole thing, they absolutely must have the 49ers step up and win this game. The Niners are a six-point favorite, and I like that. I, I think the Niners win this game by 10 to 14 points. I think they're much better than the Ravens. I don't believe in the Ravens, and I like the 49ers big on Monday night, but it's got to happen. It still has to happen. It's the NFL. So go out there and let's get it done. There is your football update. Lee Sterling will have our picks for us coming up in just a few minutes. My buddy Chris over at B-Stock sent me an email yesterday and said, hey, listen, we're going to do a last-minute big-time flash sale on Saturday. For anybody that wants to walk into bstock.net on Saturday in Olathe, 14680 South Flaming Road. They're offering a flash sale. They've got huge discounts on Apple products. MacBook Pros, they do basically configure to order at bstock.net where they can load up all these different things in a MacBook Pro that can run the things up into the thousands. They will not be undersold on Apple, period, on anything. You show them any price, they beat it. bstock.net is the lowest place in the country to buy Apple products. So get your butt in to the flash sale on Saturday. At bstock.net, they're in the old Toys R Us building in Olathe, 14680 South Flaming Road. It's bstock.net. They also have a very, very luxury high-end TV, the LG OLED. This is a luxury high-end TV, man. If you like your games crystal clear, if you're a gamer or any of those things, or your movies and sound, everything just perfect, this LG OLED TV flash sale, just $8.99, and that is one high-end television, bstock.net. Oh, I went into Ideal Health yesterday and saw Tracy and Kip. I'm on a first-name basis with a doctor. So I call him Kip, not Dr. Van Camp. Uh, they're just such wonderful people at Ideal Health with their regenerative care that they do. And they, have, they said that they have had dozens of you come in for consultations. Not all of you have decided to seek treatment, but have come in for consultations. And I hear this so often from our sponsors. They are the happiest, nicest, 
kindest patients or customers that we get at our business. You folks are unbelievable, man. I mean, truly unbelievable the way that you just know this. It's noticed. When we go out and live our lives with a smile on our face, try to make the day better for someone somehow in some way, and don't wake up angry, complaining about everything, you know, wanting to glue our hands to pavement and stop cars from crossing bridges. When we just want to go out and start the day and make the world a little bit better in some small way, whether it's picking up a piece of trash on the sidewalk, holding a door for somebody, it can be the tiniest of things. Know this. What I hear from our sponsors of this podcast is that you are all that way. I mean, every single one of you, and it is noticed. The sad part and the reason it's noticed is because so many people aren't this way. That's the sad part. We're not doing anything exceptional. You're not exceptional. I'm not exceptional. We're not. We just were taught to be kind to others, do the right thing and, and be peaceful and go live your life. Take care of yourself and your family. And when you do that now in 2023 America, it gets noticed because so many people are just whining and complaining and moaning and want a free lunch. It's a little bit sad, but it's also kind of nice to know that we're still those people and we haven't changed. That through all of the bad things that have happened, that we haven't changed. And I like that a lot. But Tracy said she notices it every time somebody comes into Ideal Health. I mean, just right away notices it. So I thought that was really cool. Uh, They're good folks. Anyway, I digress. IdealHealthKC.com is their website if you'd like to schedule an appointment. 913-745-5300. All right, on to other sports. Missouri's playing Illinois on Friday night in a big college basketball game. This is a bragging rights series. Missouri's down to 7-4 and on the season. They need this one. Missouri's going to need some wins. Now, they've had a tough schedule here. They lost to Seton Hall, which didn't look great, but then Seton Hall turned around and beat UConn. You're like, oh, okay, Seton Hall's really good. Seton Hall is really good, and Kansas is Kansas. So we can excuse Missouri for that. Illinois is a psycho team. They're a psycho team every year. They have all the talent in the world. Brad Underwood's a fine coach. They've got a nice program. They're incredible on the offensive glass. That'll be the most difficult thing for Missouri tonight. Brad Underwood's a little bit like Bob Huggins' teams. They'll miss shots, but they'll get the rebound and get an easy basket. They're good at that. They're very good at that. So watch the stick-back points tonight for Illinois. That's going to be the issue if Missouri has one. Illinois leads this series 26-16. I think this series started, what, in the 80s, around 1980? This suddenly becomes a big game for Missouri. Missouri pounded them last year and burst on the scene and went, whoa, Missouri's pretty good. That's where we learned Missouri was pretty good last year. It was a lot like their football game this year against Kansas State. When they hit the 61-yard field goal, we're like, whoa, this could be that kind of season for Missouri. Let's see what happens. And it's become that kind of season for Missouri. It's that sort of year. This game really matters. Busting off at 7-5 and and heading off into conference play is a tough road for Missouri. Now, the losses are, well, one of the losses isn't, but the the losses to KU and Seton Hall aren't going to hurt anything. Missouri needs a win here. This is, a, this is suddenly a big game for Missouri. And I Missouri, to me, has looked like a tournament team, and I thought they've got the makeup and Gates can coach and all those things, but you can't keep racking up losses and expect to just be pretty much a shoe-in for the NCAA tournament. So this game really matters. Illinois is ranked. This will be a big win for Missouri. It's on Fox Sports 1 at 8 o'clock. I'll be watching this game on Friday night for sure. Go Mizzou. Get this one and set yourself up for conference season. 
Other college news, there's rumblings that Florida State and Clemson are being courted by the Big 12. Florida State is gonzo. They're out of there. They're so mad at the ACC. They're out. The SEC has said, no, thanks. We don't want you. And this is a competitive standpoint now. They're like, nope, we got enough good programs in here. We don't need Florida State and Clemson in the SEC. Pass, hard pass. Big 10 doesn't really want them. They've expanded. So now where do you land? What do you do? Very interesting question. The Big 12's on 16 right now, and they don't have the big marquee football programs with the national titles. They've lost that with Oklahoma and Texas. What if they went to 18? Does 18 send them to 20? Does 18 stop at 18? What happens? I don't know about an 18-team league. I just don't know. I know this. I know Brett Yormark, the commissioner of the Big 12, if he can get Florida State and Clemson, he will. And if he has to go back to 16 in a few years and kick two people out, he will. Florida State and Clemson is just sitting there. It's possible. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen in college football. It's amazing that Florida State and Clemson are the ones that have no place to go. The ACC's a mess. The ACC's a mess, and it sounds like they're, they're done with the ACC. That They want out, that it isn't working, there's not enough money there. What could the Big 12 offer? Would it be a bigger share? I don't know, because they would bring a lot of money. They would bring an unequal amount of money. Florida State and Clemson, no question. They would bring an unequal amount of money compared to Kansas and Kansas State or Iowa State or Oklahoma State or anybody like that. There's no question. So I don't know what's up there, but it is worth watching, no doubt. How about this little nugget from Vahe Gregorian of the Kansas City Star? Nice man. Ah, they're liberals, but they're in the media. They're not militant liberals. He and his wife, she's in, she works for the Star or did at one time too, but he's just a gracious and nice and kind man. I like Vahe Gregorian. I've known him for years. I've not talked to him in years now. I'm, I'm just, I'm so out of that circle and not around other people in the media. It has just been a blessing. It's so good. I, I said I wasn't going to do anything negative today. I'm just, I, so I'm going to make this a positive. One of the real positives in my life is to not sit in that room. The 15 minutes before a news conference starts at a sports news conference and listening to all the liberals in that room bitch and moan about everything while waiting for somebody to come in and just the bummer, just the Eeyore, all of it. Oh my God, to not have that. That's why I like Vahe. He's never liked that. Vahe, hasn't, I don't think Vahe's had a bad day in his life. I like Vahe Gregorian. I don't think he's had a bad day in his life. Honestly. So he's different than a lot of the liberals in the media in this town. So I've always liked him. He points out in his column today that the Kansas City Royals, are you ready for this? Here's your Christmas present, Royals fans. The Kansas City Royals are number four in Major League Baseball this offseason in free agent spending. <laughs> out of 30 teams, the Royals have spent the fourth most. What? Wow, he really wants a stadium, doesn't he? Whoa, that is unbelievable. Time to dig into the personal coffers and maybe have a season where you don't make money. There you go. Patrick Mahomes was fired up about this. They were asking him Thursday about it. He said, oh man, we got veterans coming in to work with the young kids. And he, he started talking like Andy Reid and you know, he's up there like, uh. and then he let the cat out of the bag a little bit. A lot of people are bouncing on this one. He said, oh, I can't get into the inner workings, but we're sure hoping Bobby Witt's going to be here for a long time. Patrick Mahomes talking about the Chiefs Raiders, let the cat out of the bag. This is a major story that the Royals are talking to Bobby Witt Jr. about a long-term deal, and it sounds like it's imminent. Mahomes let that out of the bag. 
Like it could happen before the start of this year. That I said last year during the season, if the Royals want to build a stadium, they need to sign Bobby Witt Jr. to a long-term deal and say, we've got this thing locked up. Now, a long-term deal really only needs to take away one or two free agent years, honestly. A lot of people out there are signing players to 10-year deals. The Royals could do that. But a seven-year deal here takes two years of his free agency away. That's really what you want to do is say he's going to be here for the duration. Bobby Witt Jr., if we build a stadium, will be playing in the new stadium. That's what the Royals need to be able to say. As much as these free agents, that's what they need to be able to say. Patrick Mahomes all but said in front of the microphone, this thing's going to get done. Big Royals news, of course, from Patrick Mahomes. We're going to do a final final here before Lee Sterling joins us. And it's presented by Back 9 Development, your custom home builder. Online at back9development.com. See what T.J. Volkanskis and his team of developers of Back 9 Development can do with your property or your project. Call T.J. at 785-236-0161. It's back9development.com. The developments he's worked on and the homes that he's built are all on his website. You can see the portfolio right there at back9development.com. And Advanced Medical Imaging in Lawrence. MedImageKS.com is the website. If you need an MRI or a CT scan, why wait? Got another email from this, uh, someone this week. Said it was going to be four weeks before his wife could get the scan. They immediately got online, got in the next day, got the scan. They feel great about the whole deal. Don't forget there's a family practice there as well. The Dr. Suber and, and some others there. If you, um, you want to send your scan to them or just do a wellness check or whatever, you can do that all in one place at Advanced Medical Imaging, online at medimageks.com, 785-856-0224. Our not-so-final final here before Lee Sterling joins us is a Bass Pro Shops in Fort Myers, Florida, where Florida man, Florida man's a term. I've mentioned this a couple times. We don't really use it here, but Florida man's a term. I think it's a Southeastern term. Florida man is a derogative term about dumb dudes in Florida doing dumb things. You know, like wrestling gators crashing their truck off the side of the road, trying to shoot out the back of their pickup, things like that. Florida man. Well, this Florida man wasn't a man. It looks like he's a teenager. Florida man goes into Bass Pro somewhere near Fort Myers with a net. And they've got a live pond there with all kinds of fish in it. And this Florida man reaches in with his net and takes a 50-pound tarpon out of the pond, a live fish, live animal, live fish, just walks out the front door with it. Steals a 50-pound tarpon right out of the Bass Pro. I guess maybe he wanted a tarpon for Christmas. I don't know what it was all about, but he did it. They called animal cruelty, and they said this is going to be a real kind of thing because of animal cruelty. And the only question I have is, can you not fish for tarpon? Because what's the difference between taking it out of a Bass Pro pond and taking it out of a real lake or stream or ocean or wherever the tarpon are? I'm not a fisherman. I don't know. What's the diff? Animal cruelty? Isn't it cruel to pull these things out of the water and watch them flop around and die anyway? I don't know. Man's got to eat. I don't know. Do you eat tarpon? I've not heard of that. I'm not a big seafood eater, so I don't know. I just know that if somebody's going to walk in a Bass Pro with a net, probably grab the net right off the rack and pull a 50-pound tarpon out and walk out to his truck and take it home, it would probably happen in Florida. So there you have it. Now Lee Sterling is ready to join us from Florida with your picks for the weekend. Hit it! 
The Kevin Keatsman Has Issues Conversation is presented by North Kansas City Dental online at nkcdental.com. We say hello to the Sultan of South Beach. He is Lee Sterling of ParamountSports.com, and he has been on a very nice roll, a pretty good roll the last several weeks for the patrons on Thursday nights, and some winners racking up this December, and he's got another big special coming up for the last couple of weeks of December. He joins us from Florida. Next week, he joins us from his ski vacation. It is good to be Lee Sterling, but he is never, ever taking a day off. He's watching it all. Hello, Lee. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Uh, Yeah, even though I'll be skiing, Probably every other day. Can't do every day anymore, but uh, I will still be working in the mornings, watching games in the evening. So want to have another great bowl season and finish to the NFL season. It's anything like the way we started, 102, 68, and 3 on the year, which is 60%. Um, It's going to be a lot of fun. So anyone wants to hop on board, love to have you. Great time of year. It's like 25 bowl games through the 31st. You can get all my bowl selections. We'll probably have 15, 17 bowl selections. Plus, last two weeks of the NFL, and we've only had three losing NFL weekends. Overall, 13 out of 17 winning weeks. We call it Double Down December. So last two weeks of the NFL, all the college bowl games through the 31st. Normally 347 not 247 $147. One place, ParamountSports.com. Now, that's a holiday gift right there. That's that's what everybody yep. wants right there. Just ask well, for Well, the it. reason I did it so low, last year was 247 at this time, was I know if I win for people, they're going to say, okay, I want to continue through the Super Bowl, or they're going to want to try one of the other sports. For instance, in hockey, we had a rare 45-unit best bet. We had an over. Over the weekend, hit easy. We've hit all three of our 40- to 50-unit plays there this year. Uh, uh basketball off to a great start only two losing weeks so far and that started in mid-october and ufc picks back up soon ufc picks up after the new year we had a 50 unit rare best bet we're 11 and 3 on those uh since we started uh ufc five years ago we had a 50 unit on leon edwards he dominated so uh i don't know i don't know anyone who's winning in every single sport like we are just check it out, all the specials, ParamountSports.com. That's awesome. Now, when you go skiing and you can only ski every other day at men of a certain yep. age like us, what gets sore? What gets stiff and sore or hurt that you can only do every other day that didn't maybe when you were in your 20s or 30s? So first off, knee, I, had, knees, I tore my yeah, knee ACL knees, in college. So it, if I do a black, I can do one black a day. I wait until the last run, and I don't go crazy. But I do the black, and I immediately come back in, and I elevate it, and ice it, and and if, as long as I take a day off, I'm perfect. But uh, if I tried two blacks or I tried to go back to back days, it's not a pretty sight. I don't know what it is, uh, but uh, just need that extra day to recover. And you know, we do different things. We go tubing. There's tubing out yeah. there. That's fun. I'm taking both girls and their boyfriend and, and fiance. So uh, one's an ex football player for Miami, so he's competitive. And the other one, also a big football fan. He's unfortunately a Jets fan. One's the fiance is a Chargers fan. He comes from L.A. And the other one's a Jets fan, even though he lived from like year, I think from when he was 12 till now in Miami. His family moved to Miami. He grew up as a Jets fan. So uh, uh, they love watching football. And we're just, you know, we're going to have fun. Also, there's a heat game. My Miami Heat play in Utah for the first time since I've had a place there. I think it's like 18 19 years, so we'll go do that one day. And uh, actually, they have a bowling alley that was uh, built in 1962 that is, looks like it hasn't changed in time. So um, it's in a city called Heber. 
So we bowl and place has the best shakes. They have like 80, 90 different uh, shakes. Not Dairy King Queen. You have a Dairy Queen? Oh, yeah. In your area? Sure, yeah. You do? Dairy Queen, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's called Dairy Keen. Dairy so Keen. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, the best shakes around. So we uh, just do different things. Do you and, ski once uh, a year? So, yeah, we usually ski once a year. It's usually in Christmas time. Once in a while, something's going on. Like last year, my daughter was singing the national anthem. So we'll go Sundance or we'll go spring skiing. My my wife likes spring skiing. Anything below 10, 15 degrees is, yeah. is not her element not anymore. Good. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah. I totally get that. I skied one time in Colorado, and I was looking for the tubes and couldn't find them. And right. it was too embarrassing to do, like, the beginner trails or whatever. And so I went up and right. skied with everybody else. I mean, I just feel like I literally tumbled down the mountain. I fell so many uh, times. That's so fun. And that's when I so was fun. done, my knees just ached like crazy. I know I could right. do it if I just took a quick lesson. Yeah. I, I have no doubt that I could ski. I just don't, in the winter, I don't want, I just don't want to be cold. <laughs> no, I'm, it's, it's so, that's why I have heaters on my boots. So, right. <laughs> I mean, trust me, about five years ago, I'm like, I'm enough of having my foot or my toes freeze, so, you know, halfway through the day. So, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm about comfort. I, you know, I don't start like, you know, my, my brother-in-law and my nephews and, and even sometimes my kids are out there as soon as they open at nine o'clock, they're, they're waiting for the, for the lifts to open up. They're out there at eight forty-five. Sometimes I get out there at nine thirty, ten, ten thirty, and they want to stay till the last run. You know, I, I enjoy myself. I make sure I have a nice bowl of chili usually at lunch and uh it's about the experience to me now yeah. and i don't want to get hurt yeah pretty good yeah. so last weekend we flew out to phoenix see spence and courtney and do christmas with them and on sunday after we did that on saturday we did all that on sunday we watched the chiefs game and i couldn't wait to share this with you we went to the tpc scottsdale where they're putting up you know the stadium right now mm. for the big tournament that comes right. up super bowl weekend but right across the street from there a lot of people don't know this there's a second course it's called the Champions Course, TPC Scottsdale. And they've got a bunch of land mm-hmm. around the clubhouse, big parking lot, overflow. They've used a lot of this land and stuff through the years for the actual tournament, maybe the players park there and things like that. They had so much land, they have a law in Arizona that the Native Americans can have casinos and sports books, but they passed a law that says if you have a sports venue, you can have a sports book. So like the Diamondbacks built one, they're building one where the Cardinals play and all that. You can have a sports mm-hmm. book in there. DraftKings yep. comes in and builds this enormous building that is like the greatest sports bar. You, It's indoor-outdoor because it's Phoenix. It was gorgeous. It was 82 degrees and sunny. Right. We're sitting out in the sun watching the Chiefs game with the most massive sports book and sports bar thing you've ever seen. There must have been a 1,000 people in this place. It was wow. unbelievable. And I, I was thinking of you. I should have taken a picture and sent it to you, but it was just really, really cool. I'm going to guess that's the next big thing in America is massive sports bars for watching sports right. that are also sports books. I think it's a great idea. I mean, because <laughs> I mean, the prices to go to games now are ridiculous. Right. I mean, especially yes. on the secondary market. You know, I was looking at so I'm going to the Dolphins and Dallas game. I was invited, but tickets in good sections. I'm not talking about on the 50. I'm talking about the 20, 30 yard line going for like nine hundred thousand dollars. Crazy. And that's not like row ten. That's like row twenty five, twenty eight. Yeah. So. I mean, it's it's gotten to where, and people want to go with a group of people. Sure, you know, it's no fun just going by yourself and sitting oh. there. Comfy so sofas we uh, were sitting on outside. So who, who, were, who, were, who were? So there was obviously different games going on, yeah. and obviously, you know, Cardinals are out of it. They're like a melting pot. Yeah. I know that 
Phoenixes. Yep. What other teams were they rooting for? I'm guessing well, Dallas. The Bears game was the audio was on of the Bears Browns game, okay. but there were more Bears fans than anything. And and you know what? To me, it's probably about handle. I think they probably see how many bets they got because they know. I think they look at it and go, "Hey, we got more money in here on the Bears than anything else. Let's just play that for them." I because they well, had not well, decided. You know they, why there's Bear? You know why there's Bears fans there? Well, yeah, they're all retired. It's not just. Yeah, they retired from right. the Midwest. That's sure. where people don't realize this. So. You know, someone I was asking someone one time, I read this and it makes a lot of sense. Why do people on the East Coast, for instance, New York, Baltimore, uh, you know, uh, where else? Uh, Canada, Toronto. Why do they come to South Florida? Well, because they're spring training. That's the home of their baseball team. So they came to visit and they're like, oh, we love it here. You know, nice weather. So we'll come here during the winter months. We'll buy a second place. And and then eventually they move down here. Well, a lot of teams in the Midwest have spring training venues in Arizona. So that makes a lot of sense. So Chicago. You know, we started going to Phoenix after the Royals moved from Florida. They were in Fort Myers forever. Then they were in Baseball City, which was halfway between Orlando and Tampa. And it really was not that convenient to be from Kansas City and go see the Royals at spring training. You're either making a connection to go down to Naples or Fort Myers or, you know, driving a long way after you land in Orlando or Tampa to get there. Phoenix is great. It's it's a two-hour and 15-minute flight, nonstop. You're there, get in your rental car or Uber or whatever, and you're wherever you want to go. So Phoenix has been great. And there is a lot of Midwestern people there for sure, no doubt. But now how about Dallas? A lot of Dallas fans? Not really. Um, I, th- I think okay. Texas is kind of warm enough on its own that they don't spend a lot of time in Arizona. Like my son lives in Austin, my right. other son. Their weather's right. almost identical to Phoenix. It's very dry. It's yeah. hot. It's yeah, a little I mean, year, but it's it's really close. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, so, but I also, you know, they remember, you know, the Cardinals uh, weren't there originally, right. and I know in West Texas, in Arizona, New Mexico, uh, you know, before the Cardinals ended up moving there, there was a lot of Cowboys fans. So right. I guess well, some of them have. You know, going towards Denver, uh, you know, maybe some of the teams in California, but I'm sure they still probably have a decent, uh, decent base as far as well, we uh, went. I'll tell you uh, what, Dallas this, this DraftKings place was so expensive that after the Chiefs were done, they were the early window. I said, Hey, right. guys, I'm picking up these tabs. We're going to get a little closer to the airport because we were flying home, you know, Sunday night. I said, we're going to get a little close to the airport and somewhere a little cheaper than this. Let's go for the Cowboys game. We wanted to see the Cowboys game. So we go into this place. We sit on a patio. It's called K. O'Donnell's. It's a nice place. And it's fantastic for watching football. There were more 49ers fans in there than Arizona fans. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's, that's interesting. Yeah. So, so that yeah. there just aren't that many Cardinal fans. They right. are. No. They're just not very passionate. And there's not really any reason. Well, they show, they show up when they start winning all the they time. They will. Yeah, they will at that point. Right. Even like right. Bear, there's Bears fans that have been retired. Look at the there. Diamondbacks. For sure. Look at yeah. the Diamondbacks yeah. this year. you got to win yeah. in Phoenix to get any attention because right. most people have an right. affiliation right. with another team. So, right. All right, let's do some it. picks here, brother. Yep. Let's start with uh, – okay. oh, let's do a little bowl action. we got the Kansas Jayhawks playing in Phoenix yep. against UNLV. The Jayhawks are a 12.5-point favorite in their bowl game. That is Tuesday – I'm sorry – yeah, that's Tuesday night, the day after Christmas. So, Lance Leopold done a really nice job. I mean, three seasons, taking them from winning two to six to eight games, and actually a winning conference record this year. So, he did it without his starting quarterback, Jalen Daniels, out for most of the season with a back injury. I thought the backup, Jason Bean, did uh, a really nice job. He averaged 9.8 yards per attempt, 
with 12 touchdowns, only four interceptions. He also averaged 6.3 yards per carry. Now, UNLV came from nowhere. They lost their starting quarterback. No one saw them getting to the conference championship game. But Barry Odom has done a great job. He's kept the offense. They call it the go-go offense. Problem here is extra possessions against the better team. Usually, it's going to be a problem, and that was the case against Boise in their conference championship game. Their run defense, bottom 10 in the country here. Uh, Kansas here, <laughs> they went 51 for 399 and 34 for 213. The games against UCF and Cincinnati with five rushing touchdowns in each. I see similar things happen here. I'm going to go with Kansas. I think they win this game big here. 45-24. with you. K-State's a two-and-a-half-point favorite against NC State. They're playing in Orlando. I have no clue. Help me out on this. Because uh, everybody <laughs> I watch play for K-State this year at Gonzo. I just don't know. What do we got? Well, that's why I'm leaning towards North Carolina State here. I mean, you're going to be missing your quarterback, and it looks like they have a capable kid that's going to be taken over. But Will Howard accounted for over 2,600 passing yards, 24 touchdown passes here. They're starting running back. They're already missing their best player on defense, their stud linebacker, and another two guys are transferring out. So, you know, I just think it's too much here. It's the first time these two teams, uh, their pass have crossed on the football field. But North Carolina State's defense ended the season – Last half of the year, top five in the country, mm. also seven and one against the spread. And they're really, their lineup, offense and defense, is pretty much coming back. Brendan Armstrong, they rotated quarterbacks. He's going to be going the whole way here. Uh, one of these guys, not a great passer, but he can scramble, make things happen, get first downs, and they eat, eat up large amounts of the clock, which really makes it frustrating for teams if they fall behind here. I like NC State. I think they win and cover here 21 16. All right, let's go to the NFL. Give me some good news here. Tell me the 49ers are going to beat the Baltimore Ravens. The Niners are a five-and-a-half-point favorite. You know, I think this is going to be a tough game. I think these are the two best teams right now. I think this could be a Super Bowl preview. Um, so much about both teams I like here. Now, San Francisco, I think talent-wise, they might be the best team. But let's look at the Ravens. 23 rushing touchdowns, one tie shy here of a franchise record. They rush for at least 100 yards in 30 straight games. Lamar Jackson, teams that don't see him often have more trouble with him. He's 19-1 and straight up versus NFC opponents. They've given up the defense. Get this. Played a total of 14 games, just 20 touchdowns. That's it. So Baltimore, their defense, number one defense in yards per attempt allowed, and what is what did they face this year? The number two defense did San Francisco and Cleveland. And Cleveland found a way to beat them. Baltimore's also as an underdog, very rarely than a dog, but they're five one and one against the number here since the beginning of two thousand and two as an underdog here. I think that this is a great situational play. They've been disrespected. They even talked about it, a bunch of players that were shocked they were an underdog here. I think they got something to prove here. In San Francisco, I think they feel they can just cruise to the number one spot here. I think the wrong team's favor. Oh. I got bad news for you. Oh. Baltimore outright, 27-23. Oh, oh, I want to put a cheesecake on this one. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay. All right, we'll do another cheesecake. No, no. We'll, I'll we'll take do, the five and a half. We'll do something else. You text me. We'll do something other than a cheesecake. Okay. Well, you know how many Why, calories? You too much weight? Oh, my God. Do you know how many calories were in that thing? 
Jeez. Oh, people don't realize. I think that and pecan pie, oh. the two two richest foods as far as desserts you can Crazy. eat. Crazy. <laughs> we'll figure something out. Right. We'll text it and figure it out. Okay. All right. The Dolphins' Achilles heel has been playing good teams. Dallas Cowboys' Achilles heel is playing on the road. So yeah. what gives here with the Dolphins and the Cowboys? So this Dolphins team, this is going to be the biggest game for the Dolphins since 2000. First time that they've been 10-4 and four this late in the season. And uh, 30 years ago, just want to bring up this point, Leon Lett and the Cowboys played the Dolphins in that game where uh, in the snow in Dallas. So they don't face Miami very often in Miami. It hasn't happened much over the last 30 years. And a crowd, it looks like it's going to be really pumped. Dolphins without Tyreek Hill did the job on the Jets, won 30 to nothing. This Dolphins team, I think it's going to be tough for the Cowboys. They need quarterbacks that hold on to the ball. Don't have that good internal clock. And Tua gets rid of the ball early. I think Dallas is going to need two or more interceptions. And they also, they do have really good lateral speed. They've got to hold the edge on defense against Raheem Mostert, who already has 20 touchdowns uh, so far in the year, 18 running, two receiving. So that's the most in Dolphins history. A guy that went under the radar, was bounced around. I think he was with Baltimore and actually then went to San Francisco. uh, And both teams let him go. And, Signed as a free agent uh, with the Dolphins and is at 31 having one of the best years we've seen in a long time. So I think this Dolphins team is poised, and I think the home field is going to be a big advantage here. Dallas just seems to have major problems on the road. They've lost four of the last six road games, and they're 2-8 and eight on grass since the start of last year. I like Miami, 27-21. All right, and the Chiefs at home. I guarantee you this has never happened in the history of the NFL. Nobody's ever scored 63 points. And their next game, they were a 10-point underdog. That has never happened. The right. Chiefs and Raiders. <laughs> well, we, we loved, we both loved us, the Raiders, last week. It was a great situational play. The Chargers without Justin Herbert. Uh, wow, were they bad. The Raiders, Raiders here, uh, you know, I, I, I just felt they were stepping into a perfect situational play. Brandon Staley, I, I thought the Chargers almost on a mission to get him fired. Well, if they were, they succeeded here. Raiders, five of nine touchdowns versus the Chargers came on drives that started uh, in Chargers territory. The Raiders have lost six in a row to KC, 10 of the last 11, 16 of the last 18. On Thanksgiving weekend, they were 14 nothing versus the Chiefs, three minutes to go, uh, three, three minutes into the second quarter. Well, they lost 31-17. I don't see Kansas City falling behind 14 nothing here. I, I think they win in cover, which they haven't done often as a favorite 28-10. There you go. They did it last week, though, because I got them at eight and yep, a half. So that did. was awesome. Yep. A lot of people out that yep. sports book got them at 10 or 10 and a half, sure. and they were pissed at the end of that game. But that's the way it goes. Uh, game of yep. the week is Denver and New England, and this is a free play if they want to give you a call. Yeah, anyone wants to get it for free, just call 800-400-9741. First five callers get it for free. 800-400-9741. Huge game for Denver. Must win. Do they get back on track? Or can New England pull the shocker like they did a couple weeks ago? Just one place, ParamountSports.com, 800-400-9741. And that's special, Double Down December, everything through December 31st, just $147. Let's keep rolling, ParamountSports.com. Lee, you're the best. We wish you and your family the very best this whole month of holidays and wish you a wonderful trip to Utah. We'll talk to you next week, and we'll hear about the Missouri Tigers there because they're going to be playing in their bowl game. We'll get that preview with you next week. We appreciate you. Have a great time. We'll see you next week.
Sounds good. See you, right. Kevin. Take care. There's Lee Sterling. ParamountSports.com. And you heard the man, 147 bucks for the rest of the month. That is a great deal. That includes all of the NFL and all the college football. Just log on to ParamountSports.com. And if you want to get his free play and talk to him, Denver, New England's his free game of the week, 800-400-9741. We'll recap his games. Have some final thoughts in a moment. It's all presented by Window World. Simply the best for less. The official windows, the Kansas City Chiefs. My Pillow and MyPillow.com. Your promo code is KKHI. Big after holiday specials coming. Your promo code is KKHI. And Aminis, this is Aminis. You still have time to get to Aminis before the holidays and shop for your family or friends. 105th and Metcalf online at Aminis.com. This is Aminis. All right, Lee Sterling liked Kansas in a big way over UNLV. Forget the 12 and a half points. He thinks it's a beatdown. He'll take NC State over K-State because K-State is missing too many parts in this game. I think he might be right. I don't know who's K-State's play. I like Avery Johnson, but I don't know who else they're playing in this game. They've lost an awful lot of players transferring out. The Baltimore Ravens, he likes winning outright against San Francisco. I'm going to go the other way and text him a wager, and I'm going to guess a lot of you would like in on that, but he's picking it. Baltimore to win outright, wrong team favored. The Niners are the favorite in that one. Likes the Dolphins minus one and a half, minus one and a half against the Cowboys and the Chiefs to win by 14 or more against Vegas. The line is only 10, and he likes the Chiefs to run away with that one. So give Lee a call if you'd like to get hooked up on that. Okay, that's going to do it for us here at KKHI. Before the holidays, we wish you and your family the very best. Thank you so much for making this a great year. We'll be back with you next week. No podcast on Christmas Day. but We'll be back on Tuesday, probably normal time in the morning. We'll be previewing KU's bowl game and talking about what the Chiefs and Raiders did on Sunday. So it may be a little shorter than some podcasts uh, because we're going to take a nice holiday weekend here. But we hope you just enjoy the best time with your family and friends, regardless of what it is that you celebrate, whether it's Hanukkah or Christmas or New Year's next week or whatever it is that you enjoy celebrating and spending time with your family and friends. It's the moments with your loved ones that count the most. And I can't thank you enough for taking the time, as always, to listen to Kevin Keatsman's Issues. Kevin Keatsman Has Issues has been presented by Roberts Robinson Chevrolet GMC and is produced by Crooked Tail Media. Please hit the like or follow button wherever you listen or give us a review. For premium content podcasts and weekly newsletter, join as a patron at kkhasissues.com. For as little as $5 a month, support all our sponsors and other conservative businesses at thekklist.com. This has been a production of Cricket Tail Media Incorporated.